I was going to be taking a look today at God's name and what it means. And for those of you who've joined us online and for those of you who are here in the room, thank you so very much for just taking a moment to continue this series that we've been in entitled, He Has a Name. And I was going to be taking a look with the Build Up to Serve Day on what God's name means to us to get us moving to serve. But on the way over to the studio, God asked me to say, said to me, I'd like you to preach on healing because that's what I was going to do next week, and I'd already begun preparing. And, and he just asked me to swap the two messages around. Well, I'm really excited about talking on healing today. You know, we've got such a mixed bag of teachings and theologies on what it means to heal. And usually on a Wednesday night, just thinking aloud, and for those of you who don't know, this, this healing series has really been around talking from my journal. It's like the notes I'm making in my journals, I'm just giving you. So it's a bit raw. It's a bit all over the place. I hope it encourages you to study but we've got such a mixed bag of theologies and teachings on, on what it means to be healed and how it means to be healed. And, and you know, I've got to be obedient. And if I'm not obedient, then I'm not going to get healing. Oh, I don't have enough faith to be healed. If I don't have enough faith, I could never, ever be healed. Well, you know what it means is that we, we sometimes put provisors or we put uh, predefined limitations and excuses onto God's healing. Or maybe God doesn't love me enough to be healed. And and I just want to tell you today that God is healing. We've learned that if His name is it, that's what He is towards you. We remember we've been dealing with Romans chapter 12 for some time now. And Romans chapter 12 really says that we need to be able to worship God. We need to be able to be with God. We need to be intimate with God. We need to be tight with God. And then we will see that we will genuinely just express worship to Him and He will become who He is to us. That's what worship really means. It's being so close in relationship that when we express who we are to God, He reveals who He is to us. And that process of Him revealing to us, us revealing to Him, that process is, recalled, is called our actual worship, our genuine expression of worship. And when we had a look at what the name of God really meant, when we had a look at what it really meant to, to understand the name of God, it fundamentally, his name Yahweh means that I am who I say I am and I am what I am. It just means that, hey, I am who I say I am. If I say I am love, then I am love. And if I say that I have love, then I have love. In fact, this almighty word actually means that he is the only God who does what he says he does and is what he says he is. All other gods make empty promises to you. Think about your bank account. It makes empty promises to you. I don't know about you, but my bank account is more empty than full of promise. But it make money makes empty promises to us. We, we have a look at, at promises made by us to people, religions, different jobs. We make our job and our workplace uh, our God, and we serve that as our God. And then a couple of months later, we laid off, and we no longer have that God, and it stuck us in the back. But God is the only God, when we establish Him in, in true worship in our lives, revealing all of who we are, so he can reveal all that he is. When we get into that worship cycle with God, well then who he says he is becomes real in our moments. Who he says he is isn't just words. No, it becomes tangible in the moment of need and in the moment of purpose and blessing. So when we talk about calling on the name of the Lord, when we talk about calling on God, when we talk about saying that we're calling on his name, what we're actually doing is we calling upon who He says He is. We are worshipping Him. We're revealing our moment, 
who we are in the moment, whether that's a hurt moment, a heart moment, a, a difficult moment, a trying moment, a blessed moment, no matter who we are in the moment, when we reveal who we are in the moment to God, He can be who He is in the moment we're in. And that's called worship, calling upon the name of the Lord. He is the God that we need to get to know. John chapter 17 and verse 3 tells us that it means life, getting to know, being in worship of, getting to know, being intimate with God, revealing everything that we know about ourselves to Him so that He can reveal everything that He is to us. And when we have a look at the different names of God, when we have a look at what it means to, to understand God, we sometimes get trapped in this process of thinking of God as a word. He is God Almighty. He is God. He is Lord. And we give Him a title thinking that we know Him. Well, I don't know about you, but I got to know many lords watching Downton Abbey, and they were all fictional. Uh, the television program presented many type men's and, and men and women with titles, but I don't really get to know them. I don't know who they are. In fact, I know of somebody called the Queen. I know of her, but I'm not, I'm not in relationship with this woman with a title. No, I can't give God a title in my life and expect my life to automatically be entwined with His and to know Him and to be receiving who He is into my moments. I need to be able to build up a knowledge of. I need to be able to get into an intimate relationship with Him. I need to get to know who He is in my moments, not just a title. And sometimes we bring titles to God, like, like we say things like, uh, through His stripes I am healed. And it's just words. Now we know that his, his name, one of His names, or because of who He is, His name could mean healing to us in the moment. It could mean provision to us in the moment. It could mean power to us in the moment. It could mean wisdom to us in the moment. One of the names that, or the, 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 the words or the, the things that we attribute to His reputation is healing, is provision. But in the moment, we just say things like, by His stripes we are healed. We are fundamentally calling upon His name. But we don't allow ourselves to be fully aware, fully open to who He is as a healer. We've put names and titles and religious terms and religious prayers and, and religion around who God's name is. But that's just giving Him a title. Oh, Jesus is the great physician. Well, then why are you still sick? Jesus is the, is the great healer. Well, then why are you still emotionally distraught? We see we say a lot of titles. We say a lot of things. But we don't actually allow God to be who He is in our moments and be completely vulnerable with this God because we don't want to be vulnerable with a title. We don't want to be vulnerable with a word. We want to be vulnerable with a person. We want to be vulnerable with the Father. We want to be vulnerable with this God who is incredibly powerful, but in so involved in the minutiae, in the detail. And so today I thought it would be really good for us to take a look at what does it mean to have a God who heals, and what does it mean to have a God who I live under, I'm exposed to, I, I, I work with in my life. So we can juggle that around any which way, as I said to you the other day, and, and, and just today, I'm really just kind of, speaking from my journal. So forgive me if, if it comes out a bit all over the place. But fundamentally, when we have a look at this first word that I wanted to cover today, Jehovah Nissi. It comes from uh, Exodus chapter 17, verse 15, when Moses built an altar and he called it the Most High, the Lord, 
Yahweh, who is my banner. Yahweh, who is my banner. Exodus chapter 17, verse 15. Moses built an altar and called it the Lord is my banner. He used the word Nisi. What that banner means is it, Moses was saying, this is the God, this is the person, this is the name, this is the reputation under which I choose to live. I choose that God's character, God's principles, I will align my life to those things. And when I do that, He will provide, He will bless. When I live my life under the banner of God, not under the law of God, not under the rules of God, not under the thumb of God. No, when I live my life expressing who He is like a flag, and the only thing I can think of is, I remember the very, very first time that we watched South Africa as a nation enter the Olympic opening ceremony. Now, we hadn't been involved in the Olympics for a very long time because of political sanctions and financial sanctions and all sorts of things against our country. And then after the emergence of our new government and a new, new country emerged out of, out of the ashes of apartheid, we found that, hey, here was a new nation. And, and one by one, the, the countries came out with their flags. And, and all of them, they were there to compete as athletes, but they were there to do it under the banner, under the flag of everybody knew whose country they represented with the pride and the honor. They lived under those countries' rules. They, they wanted to be part of that country. And, and as they walked out onto the Olympic arena, they were flying their flag. And I remember sitting up, I was, I was quite a, a young guy um, at that point, and, and I didn't realize that they were announcing the, 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 the countries um, in, in a different language to English. And so um, they, would, they put South Africa as Zait Africa, which with a Z. Um, so we got to all the S's, and South Africa didn't come. There was no flag, and we were looking forward to seeing our, our new flag come out, the new banner arrive. And, and, and we got to the S's, and we got to the T's, and I was going, well, maybe South Africa didn't arrive. Maybe we didn't get there on time. And then finally we got to the Z's, and there came out South Africa with our flag, and, and we were just so excited to see this banner of South Africa being flown. Now, it wasn't God, it wasn't the whole country in the flag, but by somebody holding the flag bearer, covering and holding up the flag that told us where they came from, it took somebody to hold up the banner. It took somebody to say, this is my flag. It took somebody to say, these are the principles under which I live. It takes you to, to hold up the flag under which you live. God's banner is over every single human being. God's control is supreme over every single situation. But it takes us, the flag bearers, the, the banner bearers, to say, this is my flag, and I'm going to walk under it. I'm going to walk in the principles, the reputation, the name of the one that this flag represents. You see, when we have a look at this process of, of walking under the Nisi, under the banner of God, it means that we need to walk out the deliverance that that flag means. We need to walk out the healing that that flag intends to demonstrate. God offers protection, just like He, he offered divine protection to the Israelites that day that, that Moses wrote that scripture in, in Exodus chapter 17 and verse 15. He offered them a protection against the Amalekites because every single time that the battle was going well for them, that was because Moses was busy worshiping God. But when Moses' arms got tired, they had to get somebody to hold his arms up so that he could continue worshiping God. 
He did not want anybody to know that, that he wasn't under the flag of God. While there was worship, there was blessing. While there was worship, there was Nisi. While the Nisi was being held up by Moses, while the banner was being held up by Moses, while they were calling upon the name of God, while they were demonstrating their worship, then it went well with them. Then things went correctly with them. Now you might be thinking to yourself, what has Nisi got to do with healing? Well, it takes you to hold up the principle of healing, a, a healing God, even when it's difficult. Even when we're walking through challenges, when we can't see the physical healing, we need to grab onto the banner that is healing and say, I am going to stay the course. What's the alternative? Believing the banner of your medical doctor who's just busy practicing or believing the banner of the most high healer? The most high healer. That's what Exodus chapter 17 verse 15 said. It said that while he was worshiping, he built an altar. He called it the Lord, Yahweh, the most high, who is my banner. God is the most high banner. He has the most high principles. He has the most high reputation. So his word on healing is not going to fade. It's not going to dry up and, and be unlawful or untrue. God will protect you. God will bring you deliverance. We have to walk out those principles. God's not going to miraculously force His deliverance on you. No, God needs you to be a flag bearer. He needs you to hold the flag under which you walk. And sometimes we change flags. We change banners. It gets confusing. Can you imagine if, if all of a sudden... All those people from Switzerland or Sweden decided to fly the Jamaican flag. And the Jamaicans gave their flag to the South Africans. And the South Africans gave, we just juggle flags around whichever country or whichever situation we're in. That's not allowing God to be your banner in your moment. No, you're choosing what banner you want to have in your moment. That's going to cause confusion. That's going to cause a life that's not going to be walking out in the order and in the blessing of God. No, we don't get to choose our banner. We get to fly the banner of the Most High God. We get to tell others who our banner is. We get to choose and hold on to that banner with everything that we've got. If you're choosing your banner, you're also, you also going to be choosing your blessing. And your blessing is not going to be from the Most High God. Don't swap banners. Hold on to your banner so that God's deliverance can be seen in your life. God's healing can be seen in your life. Even when it doesn't seem like His banner means healing in your life. You don't change banners. You stick and stay the course with the God who has decreed your protection. Sometimes we, we spin our wheels trying to battle through our hard days in our own strengths. We get weary, we get upset, we get angry, and we end up losing it. We end up knowing that we have put down the banner. God's reminder is to all that He is our banner, and we need to fly that flag. And when we fly that flag, and in the times of difficulty, that flag is what carries us. That flag, knowing what He stands for in our life, and not changing our belief structure. The world today wants to come up with a theology and then live life testing it out and tweaking the theology according to their circumstance. Well, you know, I know that generally we believe that we should do X, Y, or Z, but, you know, I've lived this life experience, and in this experience we should do A, and in this experience we should do... We, we, don't, we don't decide um, what we believe as we live life. 
No, we decide under whose banner we walk, and then we walk according to that banner. And when that banner says, I'm a deliverer, we have deliverance. When that banner says that you are walking a life of blessed healing, then we're walking a life of blessed healing. No matter what other people are saying, no matter what our bodies are telling us, no matter what our flesh is saying, no matter what our doctors are saying, we are delivered and we are healed. Don't get weary holding that banner up. Don't get upset holding that banner up. Don't get angry at that banner because that banner is the representation of God's name and reputation in your life. And there's not a better alternative. God's reminder is that we need to constantly be walking with that banner against the supernatural victory, uh, against the supernatural forces, and we will have victory, against the, the supernatural obstacles, and we will overcome. If we allow who He is to be represented in our flag bearer, in our flag bearing, then we will see who He is starting to become part and real of our moments in life. You see, another word for healing is brings deliverance from. A doctor brings you deliverance from the necessary ailments or symptoms of an illness. In fact, really that's all doctors do is they treat the symptoms. They, they bring deliverance. If you, if you have a skin irritation, they're going to give you a cream to stop the itching. They, they bring deliverance from. But God is very different to a normal doctor when it comes to His banner of deliverance. The, the banner over me is deliverance and love. Living under His banner, the Nisi, by His principles, by His reputation, and staying the course, even when it's difficult, will bring the Rafa, will bring the healing. And that's the second name that we wanted to consider today. Links into the Nisi. Now we have a look at the Rafa. The Nisi is our commitment to walking under the banner, the reputation, the name, the principle, the Word of God. The healing, the Rafa, is a benefit, is the blessing of walking under the banner and living life by His principles. Jehovah Rapha means healer, the Lord who heals you. And when we have a look at Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26, it says this, if you listen carefully to the Lord, did you get that? If you listen carefully to the Lord, your God, and do what is right in His eyes. I could sum that up by saying, if I fly God's flag in my life, if I allow His banner to be supreme over my life, if I pay attention to His commands and keep His decrees, if I walk out according to His principles, if I stick true even when the going's tough to what He's asked me to do, if I fly that flag, I will not bring be brought any diseases upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord God who heals you. When we fly His flag, there will be no malediction. There may be difficulty, There'll be no curse. There may be challenges, but there will be no death. You see, God has healed us in a supernatural, incredible way. He has been the Rapha to us. This name, Jehovah Rapha, brings us comfort. It brings us hope. For the, specifically for those of us who've been praying healing for such a long time, and we don't see a physical manifestation. And I'm going to get to that point, because that's the word that God really dropped on me this week for you at home, the midweek message online, is this, I really wanted to pray a blessing and pray a prayer over those who've been challenged, fighting diseases, believe that God is their healer, but don't see the manifestation. I wanted to, to, to specifically address you. And at the end of the message, instead of doing communion, we're going to have a special prayer for those of you who are fighting ailments, believers who are fighting ailments. 
But this name reminds us that we are in need of help. And for those of you who are suffering from an ailment right now, you probably would have turned to your doctors and turned to God because you knew your body was, there was something wrong. You needed help. And when we, when we fly God's flag, when we worship God as the healer, as our provider, as our banner, we live our life under this blanket of saying, you have been healed. And we go, but where? Why haven't I seen that manifestation? He comforts us. He, he reminds us that he is the healer. But sometimes I don't see that healing. Well, can you imagine, even if you don't see the healing, could you imagine living life without the hope? You might not have the healing, but can you imagine what it must be like not to have the hope of that healing, not to have that banner of healing at least flying over your home, at least flying over your life? It would almost be like, like somebody lost at sea and they're looking for their flag on the, on the ships that are coming and going. And as they lift up from, from floating on this life raft of despair and no food and heat and all these things, and they look up and they look up the flagpole and they see a beautiful ship and they see this beautiful ship, but at the top of the flagpole is the pirate's flag, the skull and crossbones. They were, they were hoping to see their flag, but they didn't see their flag. They saw something that meant death. Well, those are the only two flags there are today. Either we live our life under the flag of hope in God, the healer, the Nissi and the Rapha, or we live our life in despair under the flag of Satan, the devil. There is only life and there is only death. There is only light and there is only dark. There is only two flags that we can have flying over our, 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 our lives. And instead of complaining about the God flag, let's walk out the God flag. Instead of dissing what God says he would do, it never seems to come to be real in my life. Despite your circumstance, despite your bodily condition right now, God is a God that has already healed you. Despite what the, what the flag says in your life, the doctor's flag says in your life, God's flag of healing is still flying and we are holding on to it because that means that we can look up and see the right flag flying at the top of our flagpole and not the flag of death. We can see the right flag flying at the top of our flagpole, the banner of life, the banner of eternity, and that engenders in us a hope that drives our faith to press on, to keep going, to eventually see the manifestation of the healing in the physical. He will never leave us to fend for ourselves. He will never ask us to pray it through. You just keep praying. That's what you've got to do to see your healing. He's not a God that needs you to have 1,500 likes on a prayer page for Him to answer your prayers. No, He needs to hear from you once. And He needs to see you declare His banner. And then He needs to see you walk out what you have declared. Walking out what we have declared sometimes is tough. When we're sick, when we're down, we don't want to get up. I know that I suffered from depression for a small space of my, in my life. And sometimes in the morning, that depression flag got me to stay in bed. I didn't want to get up and face the world. But when I knew that God was healing me of that depression, when, he decided, when I decided to allow His banner to genuinely touch my life, even though I woke up with that depression, He gave me the hope, the desire to walk out the healing, even though I was still carrying the depression. And I was able to get up, go about my day with difficulty sometimes, but I got through it. The next day it got better. The next day it got better. But I would not allow the depression flag to define my life. 
I would allow the healing flag to get me moving, even though I hadn't necessarily seen the healing manifest just yet. Sometimes the healing doesn't come on our timetable or in a way that we would choose. But as believers, we cling to the hope and the assurance of the banner. We cling to God despite the difficulty. We don't have an alternative. We don't have another flag that will bring us the benefit and the blessings eternally. Jesus promises to make all things new and God will wipe away every tear in our eyes. You see, God is a global healer. When I say God is a global healer, that aligns to His name. You see, God is the Most High. That's the first one. We discussed that a couple of sessions ago. God is the Most High. And when Moses attaches Most High to Healer, that means that God is the most global healer. He's the most high healer. When He heals, He doesn't just fix one symptom. He fixes all the symptoms. When He touches you, when He gives you joy, He gives you divine joy. He doesn't give you earthly happiness. When He comes in and steps in and gives you love, He doesn't just give you love that's sexual or that's, that's, that's attractive in the moment. No, He gives you a deep, self-sacrificial love that encompasses everything. You see, God is a global healer. God heals globally. In the moment, our worship of Him and obedience to who He is, His ways, what He stands for, who He is, in the moment, exposes us to a, to a, a cause and effect on a divine scale. It's, it's almost, un, you cannot stop it. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. This cause and effect on a divine scale. As soon as we expose ourselves in our difficulty to who He says He is, in our vulnerability to who He says He is, God can't stop healing you. He is the global healer. But you might be exposing yourself to God from a perspective of, I need healing because I have a cancer in my body. And what we don't often realize is that the cancer banner trumps the healing that God has already done in your life. How many of you know that God has already healed you of joy and not depression because of that cancer? How many of you know that God has given you the strength to walk through the treatments of that cancer? How many of you, God has given you supernatural healing that will prevent you from suffering the consequences of the chemotherapy in your cancer? God is walking the flag of healing even though your body isn't responding. It takes a little while sometimes for us to get the bigger picture that our body isn't part of the global most high plan. You see, if God is the global most high healer, He's going to heal the most important part of you. He's not going to heal the skin itch when He could heal the whole circulatory system. He is healing the most important part of you. That's why He's the most high healer. The most important part of you is your spirit man. And He brought about that healing the moment you said yes to Jesus. Global healing. Because now, if we get ourselves attuned to the flag of healing that Jesus was able to establish in our lives, the body will follow that tuning. The body will follow that rhythm. The body will follow. Sometimes that body is disobedient. And you might even find that some people that you know have even died with that ailment. But they didn't die with no healing. That ailment might have killed them. But it cannot destroy the spirit that God has placed in them. He's healed that and that will live for eternity. You see, I was broken in body, soul and spirit before I found Jesus. And even though my body sometimes still gets symptoms of flu, it still gets injured, 
My spirit man will never have any ailment affected anymore. Jesus has globally healed, brought about the Nissi and the Rapha into my spirit. And now my spirit is completely perfect. Sometimes my body obeys and sometimes my body doesn't. But my healing, the flag of healing, is still over the most important part of me that will live with God forever. That comfort, that knowledge should bring you some comfort today if you are sitting there thinking, I believe for my healing, but my body is not, not, not healed. That doesn't mean to say that God hasn't given you healing in the part of you that's most important to Him, the part that will be with Him forever. Now, when you realize that your healing has already happened in your spirit man, and you begin to accept that and embrace that through the pain, through the, through the bed sores, through the issues, through the treatments, if you know that God has already touched the most important part of you and has sealed the most important part of you with healing, well, watch the mental healing come. Watch the physical healing come. Watch the relational healing come. Watch the financial healing come. You see, when we get so bogged down that healing can only be present in our lives if we can see it, well, then we've missed the flag of healing in our lives. The flag of healing is flying over our spirit man. You might not be able to see it, but it has been done when you were born again into Jesus Christ. Man, I hope this is helping you at home, that you have already been healed, even if your body isn't catching up. You've already been made whole by God. You've already been redeemed. You've already been made right with God because of what He did through Jesus Christ. You see, when we are in proximity to God, our spirit man has life. Remember, Adam and Eve were walking in the spirit when they were walking with God in the cool of the evening. And when he said, when you are in proximity to me, we worship God in spirit and in truth. Spirit, when we are in proximity to God in spirit, that is when we are going to have life. Life in our spirit man. Our body, our bank account, our flesh, our relationships will follow where our spirit man wants to go. Our spirit man wants to be in relationship with God. If our spirit man is in relationship with God, Scripture says we will have life, John chapter 17 and verse 3. We will have abundant life, John chapter 17. We will have forever life, John chapter 17. When our spirit man is going in a direction, our spirit man's direction is to worship God, is to be in relationship with God, is to be in proximity with God, is to honor Him, it's to obey Him, it's to live under the flag of what he stands out to be. When our spirit man is given permission to go in that direction, the rest of our life has to follow. It cannot do anything other. And the rest of your life will follow the direction that you give your spirit man permission to go in. Your soul gives that permission. And sometimes that's where we hook ourselves up. Our mind looks at our body and can't imagine that we healed. Because we see the bed sores, we see the pain, we feel the issue. And so we can't begin to imagine. And so today, I want to ask you to get a spirit-filled imagination. A spirit-filled imagination. Not a doctor-filled imagination. I don't want you to fill your imagination with prescriptions. I want you to fill your imagination with the Spirit of God. Because that's giving your spirit man permission to worship God, to abandon itself to God, and watch the rest of you follow. What do I mean by a spirit-filled imagination? Well, you might have some short-term imagination issues. You might be in a hospital bed. You might be lying sick right now. You might be depressed. You might have emotional issues, relational issues, financial issues. You need some of this healing banner to be present in those physical issues. Well, imagine 
what it would look like if your body, your whole being, didn't have those problems. Imagine what it would look like right now if you were at the top of your game in whatever you dreamed to do. If you were at the top of your game in whatever you purposed to do. What would that look like? It wouldn't be lying in the hospital bed, I can assure you. So give your spirit man permission to take your soul on a journey of what it would look like to be completely living a life under the banner of God, to be completely living a life as a spirit being. Give your mind imagination. For those of you who are suffering with weight loss, give your mind the imagination to see your spirit being and what your body will look like in heaven and watch your physical body follow. Give your mind permission to be, have a life completely de-stressed, no stress, no depression, no anxiety. Give your mind imagination to right now when you're thinking that you're about to die, you're about to leave this world and there's a fear in you. Give your mind imagination to think about what it looks like tomorrow. That you will still be here in the next week, in the next month, in the next year to bring those who haven't heard about the spirit of process into being. Give your mind a spirit imagination, not a flesh imagination. Because man, when you let your flesh define your imagination, you are defining death. You are defining illness. You are defining sin. But when you give your flesh the right, the permission to follow what the spirit man is doing in your life, what the Holy Spirit is driving you and pressing you to do in your life. You are giving permission for a flag of healing, a flag of joy, a flag of peace, a flag of power, a flag of faith. You are giving your entire being permission to go with where God wants you to go. The spirit man in worship and in relationship with God. I hope this is helping you. Give yourself some spiritual imagination and watch your body follow. If you're lying there right now thinking, well, I, I should just be planning my funeral. Well, well plan to walk your daughter down the aisle. Pla plan to, to see your children graduate. Plan to see your great-grandchildren graduate. Plan to see a relationship that's caused you stress heal. Plan to see that which the locusts have taken away. What it would be like in the spirit realm to have all the money that you lost because of a bad business decision or whatever happened, restored to you. What would you do with it if you were at the top of your game doing what God has asked you to do? What would that look like? Just express that right now in the chat room. I'd love to be. I'd love to be doing. I'd love to be saying. I'd love to be speaking. I'd love to be making. I'd love to be. That's what my spirit man leaps at doing. If my body wasn't as sick, if my bank balance wasn't as depleted, what would I be doing with my life? Imagine it. Hold on to that picture because that's the assured expectation, the assured imagination of the things hoped for, though not yet beheld. That is what it means to walk under the banner of the Most High God, to have His Spirit Man, your Spirit Man, directed by the Holy Spirit towards worship of the only true God, despite your physical situation or circumstance. I want to pray with you right now. As we close today's message, I want to pray for endurance, for courage, to see that spiritual imagination through, to see what it means to walk out in that spiritual imagination, not the flesh imagination. When you look down at your body, are you appalled? Are you sickened? Well, that's your flesh imagination. Have a look at what you look like in the spirit mirror, in the Word of God. Have a look at what you look like, what you feel like, what ailments are gone in the spirit mirror. And then watch and hold on to that vision. Hold on to that, that image. 
and watch your flesh follow. Let's pray together specifically for ailments, for diseases, specifically for diseases that eat away long term at your body. Maybe it's depression that eats away at your body long term. Maybe it's cancer that just eats away. The Lord dropped that into my heart today to say, let's pray for those who need endurance to walk out their spiritual imagination and resistance from turning back to their flesh imagination. Because it's tough when the pain is there every day, when the hurt is eating away, the disease, the symptoms are there growing every day. It's tough to see the spiritual imagination. But that's what we do when we believed in Jesus Christ and the global healer has stepped into our lives. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that in the mind's eye of all of those people that this message has touched, that you've burst in them a spiritual imagination for what they are, what they are yet to accomplish, what they are yet to do. Father, we pray right now, first of all, that that spiritual imagination triggers the body's authority to turn back that disease in the name of Jesus Christ. Cancers, be gone in Jesus' name. Respiratory disorders, be gone in Jesus' name. Heart disease, be gone in Jesus' name. Father God, when we say these diseases are gone in Jesus' name, we are detaching ourselves from the flesh imagination. Attach us, please, to the heavenly portal of who we are in the spirit realm so that we can see with our mind's eye, we can have something to hope for, a flag to fly. Father God, thank you that our spiritual imagination gives us hope to press on in the darkness towards the light. Father, thank you that as you don't just release our body to healing, you release our minds, our spirits towards Jesus. And as a result, the healing follows. That is why we say healing happens in Jesus' name. Jesus, you came to bring us into relationship with God, intimate worship with God in spirit, so that our flesh could follow his desire, his flag, his banner for our lives. In the name of Jesus, when we declare healing now, we are declaring a clear view of the spiritual image that God has of you right now in your lives, in a supernatural way, you are getting a picture of your spirit man, your spirit woman. And right now, that is what is causing the healing. God's banner flying over your life is what is introducing the healing. You are sold out in the name of Jesus to the picture that God has given you of your global healing because of your worship and because of your intimacy with Him. And we pray this now in the name of of Jesus. And people all around the world said, Amen and Amen. Well, we've cut this short a little bit tonight, today, whenever you're watching this, so that you can jump in the chat room right now. We've got hosts that would love to pray with you, either in the chat room, globally, or one-on-one. -on -one. If you have a specific need of prayer, if you wish to, to speak out what your spiritual imagination is and have somebody stand beside you and say, yes, that's my banner. Yes, that's my healing. That's my flag. That's my hope. That's what's going to create endurance in my mind. Right now, why don't you reach out to one of the hosts, one of the prayer hosts. They want to pray with you 
They want to be with you. They want to stand together with you in prayer. If you don't manage to get to the prayer, click on the connect banner. Let us know your details. Let us know your story. Let us know what's going on so we can be praying for you. We want to reach out to you and stand in agreement that what your spiritual imagination is seeing is truth and is God. And that is the banner over your life. Thank you so very much for joining us here at Victory Life Church Online for this kind of special message on healing. We love you. We want to see you walking out your spiritual imagination. And we want to see all that God has in store for you become reality. As it is in heaven, so it be on earth. May you be blessed with an incredible week. We look forward to seeing you this weekend as Pastor Dwayne continues the primary series made right by God. Look forward to seeing you then. You be blessed.